Well, here we are. Another hey, episode. Man. Hey, yep. what's happening? Well, it's TGC weekend, man. Um, whole host of books to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to run through some stuff. I've got Matt's picks and Freya's pick. Okay. You have it. You have an answer? Which one you're going to go with? You know, so I was looking through. I mean, there is a whole bunch to choose from. I don't know. It was kind of a tough one. No. It's only one choice. Mm. It's got to be Pat Cat six, right? No, no. I I thought about it, but no, no, I wasn't. Okay. I know you're sitting down. I am. But I was thinking Shazam. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Definitive Crusade. As always, I'm your host, Johnny the Machine Hughes. And as you saw, Josh saying the magic word, gets himself kicked off the pod. Freya Studion to join the Justice League. That leaves myself and my good friend Matthew here to Hello. run through this week's books. Hey Matthew, how's it going? It's going. It's going. I'm being furiously attacked by lasers, but it's fine. Well, if you're going to be attacked by something, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the three there's just the two of us, got three books. We'll take catch up with a little bit of DC news. Um, I'm not sure if you and I actually spoke of this previously, but I managed to pick up, are you ready? A copy of Batman Urban Legend 6. And no, I didn't buy it for the Red Hood story before you get all excited. And the reason why I picked this book up, because it's not normally my cup of tea, is that um thanks to a certain bit of news. This book is going bonkers on eBay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for those that aren't in the know, Batman Urban, Le- Urban Legends number six is uh, Tim Drake is coming out uh, as potentially bisexual. Right. Yeah. I didn't so, realize it had gone bonkers on eBay, but yeah. Oh man, it's 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 crazy. This book this book's selling for like you know twenty to forty pounds. So. You know, and I managed to pick up cover price from uh, my good friend Ash at Forbidden Planet down in Middlesbrough. So, cheers, Ash. Um, yeah, so this is the big news. It's it's the kind of kind of been uh, coming out of, I suppose you want to say, left field. Hey, uh, hey. It came right out of the closet. Hey, uh, um, you know, Tim Tim Drake. You know, the big announcement that Tim Drake is bisexual. I just. I, I personally don't see why um, why this news is throwing everybody off because it's mm-hmm. kind of been hinted at before, you know, with the relationship between him and John. Um, you know, it's, it's just there's always been kind of a tension between him and John and then, you know, him and the female characters. It's, when, you say, when you say John, do you mean the Superboy character? Yeah? Superboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. so it's just 
it's not it's not a big deal to me because you know they could have announced that he was asexual he could they could have announced that he was yeah. demisexual and i would have still viewed the character as the same yeah so it's it's that- a nice little representation to officially announce it uh-huh but for everybody to be like oh my god he's bisexual i i yeah, yeah i think you know what i think i think for the for those that are in the know i think you're absolutely right you know the, the um i think it was the it, i think it was the connor not the john superboy but the dude with the black t-shirt mm-hmm. um and yeah there was definitely some tension there the fact that you know they had a bit of a love triangle with wonder girl at the time and there was um a lot of um brotherly love between tim and connor um I agree with you actually I, I kind of think i don't i don't see this as a big deal it doesn't affect my my affection or my love for for tim i think tim is still a great robin great obviously robin. we all know stephanie brown's the best robin of all time we all know that that's a fact yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even, look i love jason but as a robin yeah, yeah. No. Right, jason okay. has red hood Jason has Red Hood. I fully support. Fully okay, support. cool. Yeah, Jason has well, a Robin. Jason has a Red Hood. Hmm. All right, okay. Um, so that's the big news. Of course, I didn't even twig this for that book. When I picked it up to look at it, the big thing I got for it was um, the Black Canary storyline by mm-hmm. Trevor Hairsign, which looked absolutely the bomb. So that story's going to get continued in depth. Did you see that they're uh, making a black, or they're setting up a Black Canary uh, official one-shot movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be interesting. It would. I think one of the things I like about DC's movies, um, whilst they're not probably as, I guess, marketable as some of the Marvel ones, or the Migraine ones. The Migraine. Um... Iron Man 3 was on last night. Man, that gave me a headache. Um, I, yeah. I personally um, didn't like Iron Man 3. Yeah. Uh, no. That's, that's a conversation for another time. But <laughs> I think DC's movies try to be um, unique to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? So you get like Batman versus Superman is one thing. Yeah. Then you get, you know, Suicide Squad, whichever one is different to Birds of Prey, which is different to the Joker, which is mm-hmm. different to, you know, so I quite, I quite like the various tones, actually. I, 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 I'm not a big fan of plug-and-play uh, movies. Yeah. So, you know, hey-ho. That's it. Hi-ho, it's off to read comics we go. Yes, we do. All right, you mentioned the word comics. So we're going to start off with your choice. Yes, Teen Titans, go! So, so look, I I absolutely love Teen Titans. I know oh. that I know that some people on this podcast are as soon as I say that they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> oh, hey, just because uh, Josh loves Teen Titans, he will be gutted that we've missed. He's missed this book out. I'm sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, um, so um, this isn't your regular Teen Titans Go book. Mm-mm. This is this. Uh, we're looking at the free comic book day comic. That came out. Uh, it's Teen Titans. Uh, Beast Boy loves Raven. Oh, it's super hat. sweet and cute. So <laughs> it's written by Cami Garcia, art by Gabriel Piccolo or Piccolo, depending on how you want to say it. David Calderon provides the colors and letters are by Gabriella Downey. I've got to be honest. 
I mean, I know you say you like the Titans and stuff, but this book seems a little bit out there for a choice. Why did it, you go for this one? Well, when I first when I first saw it on the list, I was like, "Oh, Teen Titans." We haven't discussed Teen Titans in a minute, so I, there's a I, reason. There is a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I picked it up, and as soon as I saw the artwork, it reminded me of some fan art that I had seen a long time ago of mm-hmm. kind of like this style, um, but it was all the Titans together, basically just hanging out at a friend's place, you know, watching television. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the show they were watching was like Avatar, the last airbender. And so it immediately reminded me of that. And so I, I wanted to delve into it a little bit more. There's also, um, in talking about, um, let me, let me scroll to the page. Do, 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 where it is. Um, as talking about uh, um, how Raven, or not Ravens, but Raven's uh, foster sister mm-hmm. uh, is following her because Raven is heading to some weird back alley town, which is later to reveal to be Nashville. Tennessee, home of the Titans. It's like Woo. five minutes away from where I live. So I was like, whoa, <laughs> a little, <laughs> bit of, little bit of close reality there. So, so, so is this book right? Is all you can eat in uh Tennessee barbecue is that the only thing you can get there? Not the only thing, but it is the biggest thing. If you scroll, oh, and what's really cool is if you scroll over to uh, what page is this? Um, it's it's the one where she just got off the phone with a guy. Uh, so it's past the train scene. Yeah, that one. That's actually that's actually other than the names of the restaurants, but that's actually the strip out of downtown Nashville with the. Oh. Uh, with the old uh hockey rink in the background i forget what they've changed the name to it now it it it's like the somay center or they keep they keep changing it yeah i don't remember i don't remember what it is but the story starts out with you know uh the lady in the pink the pink hoodie she's following raven because raven is heading into nashville to meet with a guy that is named slade uh, hmm, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> Slade and his teenage kicks again. Hmm. Hmm. Um, she's trying to figure out how to, you know, get rid of Trigon, which is her father, a demon trapped in her necklace. And Slade said, he's like, yeah, I know how. Shoot. Yeah, I can help. And so I'm she's trying ter- to. Yeah. I'm a Terminator. I can do that. Yeah. She's trying <laughs> to track him down and figure that out. And her sister's following her. Well, just on, just so happens that on a on another bus in Tennessee, uh, <laughs> uh, we find Beast Boy, who is also heading to Nashville for some reason. Um, same so reason sorry. he wants he wants help with his powers, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I was I was I was trying to scroll back to remember, but yeah, he's trying to figure out because he also made contact with Slade, who said they would or he would help him understand his powers a bit more. Um, and so it just so happens they end up in the same restaurant. Uh, he's wearing this doofy cowboy hat that he thinks is pretty cool. Um, and he's like, as soon as he sees Raven, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm gussing. I think I'm in love. Um, I need an excuse to talk to her. And then Raven's like, he's kind of cute minus the hat, which is on point for beast boy, you know? (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then the orders get mixed up and so um 
they actually end up with an excuse to talk to each other. And he's like, I'm vegan. I don't eat meat. And she's like, what is this? It's a hot dog. It's a vegan hot dog. Turns out mm-hmm. it wasn't the lady at the, at the restaurant. It's like hot dog ain't meat. Uh, um, ribs are meat. Brisket <laughs> is meat. That's a hot dog. It's hot dog ain't meat, which is she, semi-true. Uh, she's kind of right. Semi-true. Yeah. Um, and then he loses Raven says, there goes my dream girl. And then, Someone swipes something from Raven and it's just her and Beast Boy kind of just finicking around for two days mm-hmm. because Slade apparently isn't in Nashville. Uh, the artwork, I, I really like the artwork because it is a throwback to, like I said, that uh, mm-hmm. that fan art that I saw a while back. It was like a few years ago that I saw it. And so I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, you know, this small little spin-off section of beast boy and raven which is always been one of my favorite relationships minus beast boy and tara but that's a whole different issue uh that's a, that's that's a whole different issue um i beast boy is one of my favorites in the dc universe he was you know i really? grew up watching i grew up watching teen titans and so beast boy was always the wisecracking um guy you know he always had jokes to spin he was always talking about you know uh um his beliefs in veganism and trying to get everybody to eat tofu i i always thought it was he was funny and so growing up he was one of my favorites um so this this had a little bit of that uh um sentiment to it picking up another teen titans book but no i didn't know that i didn't i didn't didn't think beast boy had any fans that was just in just like he's the annoying one of the group, but hey, no. I mean, yes, he is annoying, but you <laughs> <laughs> can't just um, not love him. Yeah, okay. Um, if for people who think that this book doesn't have a great lot, a great deal of story, please bear in mind this is the free comic day version of the young adults graphic that doesn't ship until the 29th of September. All right, so this is your taste to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't look at this book and think, but there's nothing going on because that's not actually the case. It is a free comic book, so you know, go down, check out your local comic book shop, see if they've still got them in stock. Um, see if you can get this on pre order. Remember, free comic book day does cost retailers, they have to buy the comic. Fair enough, it's not a fair, it's not a huge price, but still, do yourselves a favor, do your comic book shop a favor. You go down and pick up your free comic, buy something. Yeah, please do. It makes sense. Um, I have to agree with you on this one. When you picked this book, I was like, "What the hell have you been smoking?" But (laughs) then, you know. But then I kind of enjoyed it. I I liked. I like the simplicity of it. I like Mm -hmm. the simplicity of the story. I like the simplicity of the art. It does what it says. Uh, The only thing that I kind of have an issue with. Is that Beast Boy's powers here seems to be um, rather than actually change into the monkey, mm-hmm. which is the, the traditional Beast Boy style of effect. It's very much a vixen type deal where he's getting the you know the the power of the monkey rather than the transformation of mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm a little bit knocked about because you know if you're gonna have Beast Boy, you know, yeah, you, you gotta have that's that's something that uh, I have to agree with, and I. I had written down and I kind of skipped over, but uh-huh. yeah, I, I agree. It's just a 
little power design change. Also, Beast Boy is typically depicted as green skinned. Uh huh. As we see here, he does have the just the green in the hair. Mm -hmm. So this could be this could be a little bit of a nod to the Netflix for the UK, the Netflix. Okay. Uh, over in the states, it's HBO. Um. So the Teen Titans, the Titans TV show. You yeah. Know, the, the fact is. The guy playing Beast Boy on the show is not green skinned. It's not, you know, you know, uh, Corey's not orange skinned. Right. So, you know, they've kind of gone a different way to try and, and sell that, I suppose. But different design right. change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it maybe it maybe fits with like a cross media purpose rather than just mm -hmm. going straight up with comics. Uh what I do find odd is obviously this is a this is a pre-team, well, it's a team book, so it's a young adult book. Would young adults necessarily be watching titans because it's a lot darker than this i don't know i don't know but hey ho um no i absolutely thought it was great and i know personally when the uh when the book swings around i, I think i'll be having a look at this for comic crusaders and giving it a, a once over i was that impressed with it so mm -hmm. yeah i really quite liked it um also i'm not quite sure what uh ace ventura's pet monkey is doing in it but you know yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's like, "Is Ventura? What's he talking about?" <laughs> Where's the rhino? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I yeah, I quite enjoyed the book. It was a, it was a good call. I love the t-shirt. Black is my happy color. Mm -hmm. um, it's all good. All good. So yeah, good choice, my friend. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's a good thing Freya's not here. Otherwise, she'd rip it apart. And <laughs> um... I don't know. She may she may like it. She may she may have liked it. Who knows? I think if I remember, if I remember correctly, I think Freya's like you. I think she likes the whole Beast Boy Raven thing. If I remember correctly, it's been a while since we talked about Raven. Um, but yeah, who knows? Uh, cool. So when you say that Beast Boy and, Ter and Raven are your your, your couple, uh, are you saying that Beast Boy and Terra supersedes that? And if that's the case, if you're watching animated movies, does Raven and Robin supersede that? I think I think Beast Boy and Raven are the best couple, but I personally have a sore spot and a sweet spot for Tara. Because like I said, growing up, I was watching the cartoon, and when mm -hmm. Tara was introduced, it was Beast Boy and Tara's relationship and me being a young preteen, I was head over heels for for tara and so it was there's a lot of a lot of me in there but oh, okay um, cool yeah but then Fine. you know tara ended up betraying the titans <gasps> and spoilers. spoilers spoilers and so i was really upset about it and i and i never like watched the full series there was like episodes that i missed so there was still uh -huh. Like growing up, there was parts where I was like, I don't know what happened, so I kept wanting to go back and uh, rewatch it because maybe like they saved Tara, maybe Tara um, came back to the Titans, maybe she finally became good and she released was released from her uh, from her hold. But now, now I know the answer. But back then, I didn't. Yeah, I see you over there. Just I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, but. Um, so have you did you watch the Judas contract cartoon? I didn't watch it. Uh, uh, I did read the Judas contract. Yeah. I did read it. Uh, I was extremely upset. 
<laughs> it was a good comic. It was good. Um, yeah. It was a nice little splash of evil winds. But... Yeah. To an extent, yeah, definitely. To All right, extent. okay. To an extent. All right, there you go. One down, two to go. Um, next up is uh, one of my choices, and we're going with the perennial, perennially always late, it seems. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going with Batcat 6. So this is Batman Catwoman number 6. It feels like ages since we had the last issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is written by Tom King. It's Clayman's last issue for for three issues. All right. So number 6, Clayman drops off. 7, 8, 9 are going to be by Liam Sharp. So this is your last chance to get some Clayman art for a little while. Colours are by tomorrow. Marie or Maury, uh, and letters are by Clayton, the most, I suppose, busiest letter in all of comic books, Cowls. Um, so we are on the it's, I know this is one of those books I absolutely love looking at. When mm-hmm. I start reading it, I'm like, what the hell happened last time? Because it's been that long, right? Mm-hmm. So, how are you on this? Is this a is this a win for you? Are you enjoying this run, or is it kind of just uh, one like, minute too long? Kind of <laughs> like you. There was a lot. There was a lot that I didn't know about when I picked up the book. So I was like, uh-huh. it's like, um, well, I'll, I'll let you discuss certain when a certain character is kind of portrayed. Uh, no, go for it. Every, okay, every, every opinion is valid. But like, old Selena Kyle. Hmm. Like, I, I, honestly, I didn't really read. I had a late night last night, and I had forgotten to read this book, so I skimmed through it real quick. <laughs> uh, and so I was just trying to take the gist of it as much as I could before I passed out. Um, I didn't really understand old Celine Kyle, and when she runs into Dick Grayson, that was that was kind of like a cute inter- interaction, you know. Yeah. Dick Grayson's older, Celine Kyle's obviously older. Uh, and so they have a touching reunion kind of, so that was cute. Um, I don't understand why, um, why it has two different views of Selena. Well, in what way, the, what the old, right. So this book is kind of, this story is giving us some past, present and some future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's the past isn't, Sorry, the present isn't particularly uh, massively leaps apart. All right, so it's probably it's probably the best way to describe it as um, two perspectives of the present. In mm-hmm. that you've got Catwoman's interaction with Bats and the Phantasm, and you've got Selena's interaction with Joker. Then you've got the future, which is Helena, the Dick Grayson as Commissioner, and of course old Selena here. All right, so yeah. So somewhere along the line, if we remember all the way back when um, Andrea Beaumont's son's gone missing, she thinks it's the Joker. She tasks Batman to try and find him and save him. If not, she's going to kill the Joker. That brings up this whole um, gap in the Batcat relationship because Selena knows some stuff about the Joker. Joker knows some stuff about Selena. And Batman, the world's greatest detective, is kind of lost out inside the loop somewhere. Yeah. Of course, we all know that the Joker's been killed, and we all know that old girl Selena 
pull the trigger. How it all plays out from there is Tom King's plotting as it interweaves between all the different segments of Selena's personality, um, as well as the, the past future thing that we talked about. Right. So, that, how's that for a recap? All right, all right. It was it was all right. It it just yeah. it just threw me off because I I immediately went into it. I was like, okay, uh, Selena Kyle and the Joker have a relationship of some sort. That's weird. Mm-hmm. And then it went directly into Phantasm and Catwoman and Batman, and they're all debacle. And then it jumped straight into um, old Selena and uh, um, Helena. Helena, thank you. I was blanking on the name. Um, talking about, and so it was it was jumping around for me, and mm-hmm. so I wasn't able to fully follow it. Uh, I think I well, this is one of those books, Matthew. I don't know if you agree with me, but I think this is one of those stories that is probably going to read better once you've got all twelve parts. Right. This. I don't know if DC, and I know DC don't want to do, I know DC won't want to have delays on books and stuff, but when you've got a book that's written by Tom King that needs all that sort of like plot, and we've talked about his pacing in the past being Mm -hmm. pedestrian to say the least, and then you've got um, like a two-month gap between issues. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just just crying out for people to drop this book left, right, and centre. Yeah, so. He definitely leaves you wanting more. That's definitely leaves you wanting more. And there's, I can see why it takes so long for issues to get out. Because one, I love the artwork. Me too. I'm on, I'm with you on this one. Absolutely love the artwork. So if the artist wants to take their time with this and it be two months before each release and then not to mention, you know, everything else that comes with creating a comic book. Mm-hmm. Take your time, please, because this was amazing from faces to bodies to actions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it. Well, I don't know if you I don't know if you remember, but this is this is Tom King's swan song because mm-hmm. he left he left the Batman book at issue 75, right? Mm-hmm. So this is um his swan song storyline for, for the Batman cat relationship that he kind of you know started promoting when he was on that book. He actually delayed this a while himself. He delayed publish, uh, publication and publishing um, so that it gave Clay Mann time to get the art done. Mm-hmm. And, Love now it. We've had, and now we've had like a two-month wait and now Clay Mann's off the book for three months. All right, so what does that tell you? Mm. So, I, don't I, know. Mean, the, I mean, the figure work, I mean, the art is... You know, I would buy a Clayman book every time. I see his name on the book, I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know about. I read Heroes in Crisis, and you know, all of that was only because of Clayman's art. I no way would I read it. Read it story. I don't know what happened in the book. Oh, I know it was pretty. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, absolutely love it. Not to mention that you know, old woman Selena is kind of thick. <laughs> no, where's where's that image where she was uh stand we're just standing with like superhero pose oh, i had that earlier <laughs> just there it is. yeah there we go there just, it is. <laughs> so i i saw it i laughed a bit because it's the old old costume just next yeah. <laughs> you know it's it just kind of made me laugh and i was like wow she got some thick thighs for for someone's granny <laughs> She's still doing that crime fighting, and, and so it just kind of made me laugh a bit. 
Yeah. It's funny because this page represents you and me as well, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at my beard. I am I am old Catwoman and your young young your young Helena there. Yeah. <laughs> this is us. There you go. Oh, don't <laughs> tell me that. <laughs> Hey, I've got great legs. I'm, I'm all right with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, no, I, I think this to look at this book's been gorgeous. Absolutely. Um, I do think, I do think that the Phantasm character is a little bit square. I know it's supposed to be Andrea, mm-hmm. but is it really Andrea? Is it? And also, do you think that Joker and Catwoman have had um, that relationship? That's that's something else that threw me for a loop a bit was the Catwoman and Joker's relationship just kind of chilling out on the couch. Like, we're best (laughs) buds, you know, Christmas drink. Woo, let's get the eggnog. I I, I didn't know they were that quote-unquote close. (laughs) <laughs> well who or if knows? it's just one of joker's like power schemes where he's just like she gets home and he's just kind of chilling out on the couch be like hey Selena. and she's like oh well she uh and goes yeah. and grabs a drink had well, a joker showed up on my door i'd be drinking as well so, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah it might be my last day might as well yeah cool where's the joker fit for you Here's a question for you then. I'll put you on the spot a little bit before we take a break. Um, where does the Joker fit with you as uh, a Batman villain on the scheme of things? Is he number one? Is he in the top five? Where is he at? Hmm. For, for reputation mm-hmm. and all that, Joker would definitely be number one. I, I do want to think that he is one of Batman's greatest villains. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know. I'm 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 very picky when I give number one spots out. Because mm. I always I always like try to give them like number two. If they're like if I think they're one of the best, I give them number two just in case I've missed something. All right. And there's okay. information that I'm missing that might make someone else a number one. Um I definitely would put him as number two. I try okay. to leave that number one gap open. Just, just in case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bane would definitely be up there, in my opinion. Bane would definitely be... I haven't even thought of Bane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. The one who broke the bat. Uh, wow. Raish, Raish al Ghul. Yeah. Um, I, I'd actually put Raish above Bane. Okay. Just... Because Raish has always been there trying to get, you know, uh, Batman to lead the League of Assassins. But, you know, of course, Batman doesn't kill people. Um, mm. Yep. Okay. I don't know. I, Do I would definitely the, put Joker in, like, the number two spot. Do you think the Joker's overplayed? I do. Yeah. I definitely think Joker's overplayed. I saw a thing last night on TikTok, of all places, where it was talking about villains who weren't evil but just broken, and it showed Joker from the new movie. And I was like, that's where you're wrong, because the Joker is evil, not just a broken person. See, all I see on TikTok are girls changing shoes. 
You're on the wrong. You need to quit liking those videos. That's the way the <laughs> algorithm works. The more you like them, the more you see them. <laughs> oh man, damn you, damn you, YouTube! I clicked once, once, damn you. Um, so um, I'm kind of with you on this. I think the Joker, the Joker, probably for me is top five. Um, I can think of four better villains. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll go Two Face every time. I love Two Face. Um, I like the penguin as the the club owner. One of the original villains that has like the the, yeah that has the kind of smuggling stuff on the side. I like Mm -hmm. that. I agree with you with Rish or Raz or Gould. That rocks for me. Um, however you guys pronounce it, yeah, yeah. it's back and forth for me. Yeah, Uh, it depends what I'm watching, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's that. So Catwoman's got to be in there. I don't know. I don't know if I want to consider Catwoman as a villain, though, because she eventually, because you know, her and her and Bruce just kind of, yeah, eventually end up as a love relationship, as a rom- as a romance. I would consider so, it about Talia, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I I consider her more of a not really a villain, but more of a um, anti-villain. All right, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Not a true villain. Yeah. Um, but then I have a lot of t- I have a lot of love for Poison Ivy. I love people like um I had one there and just top uh Black, Mr. Freeze. Uh, <laughs> Blackfire, the um the deacon who broke him in the cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know. So I think nice to meet you. <laughs> Yeah, not Mr. Freeze. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, it's not that version of Mr. Freeze. All right. So there you go. Two down um, and chat to go. So what we do, we'll take one of our breaks. Um, we'll go with Flipside Focus. Uh, have a check out for this for all your indie comic loves. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Are you wanting to read a new comic book that has nothing to do with the big two? Are you tired of looking through countless titles and have no idea where to begin? Well, don't you worry because the random dude Josh and Johnny the Machine Hughes has the podcast for you. Flipside Focus, only on the Undercover Capes Podcast Network. Get yourselves over to the Undercover Caves Podcast Network to see the latest episode of Flipside Focus, where I and the random dude Josh, before he shazammed himself out of here, <laughs> um, had a chance to interview the OZ for all you Americans or OZ for us Brits. Uh, writer creator David Propose. You recognize David Propose uh, from Scouts on Air, Spencer and Locke, and going to the chapel. So check that out um, and hear all about his new Kickstarter. It was honestly, we looked at it. It had been live two days. It was already something like four hundred percent funded. So yeah, it, pretty cool. Pretty yeah, the pretty dude cool. has got some game. Uh, it's interesting. He has a really nice talk about Sesame Street and drugs. So <laughs> go check it out. All right, cool. Right, last up is um, the second book that I chose at random. Uh, and I say random. Um, this is a book that I think has been getting a lot of love. And for the first time in ages, I'm really pleased because it's a character that pe- lots of people love. 
and like, but sometimes people just have no idea what to do with him. So mm-hmm. here we go. This is Nightwing. It's number uh, 83, um, and it's written by Tom Taylor, art by Bruno Redondo, colours by Adriana Lucas, letters by Wes Abbott. And I don't know about you, Matthew, but for me, this has got to be one of the most perfect comic books that I've seen in quite a while. This is actually a continuation of the Nightwing story that I picked up a couple episodes ago. Indeed and so where where we discussed about uh, Dick Grayson discovering he had a sister who was in the crime field and not so much as the hero field. Um, yeah, or is she? Dum, dum, dum. Or is she? Yes. And as we come to find out, I believe we missed last issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to fill in fill in the gaps a bit. But as we come to find out is that she's actually trying to take down big crime families and bosses and organizations from the inside. And so while her uh, FBI file may say she's a criminal, she's actually not. And so it's it's an interesting take mm. or not an interesting take, but it's a twist that it's, a great, it's a, the old Green Hornet t- twist, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If you remember, for those that don't, have no idea what I'm talking about. In the TV show, The Green Hornet, the idea was The Green Hornet was this really big, badass, bad guy. Uh, but in fact, he was on the he was on the make, and he would uh, use his inside influence to take out the bad guys. Mm-hmm. There you go. But since it's your pick, I'll let you go first, and that's all, that's what uh, I'll say for that right now. All right, okay, cool. So um, I I picked up this book, and um, from the get go, I wasn't too keen on the art. It's just a little bit too simple. However. That said, um, I'm a true believer that a comic book can be great if it's got good writing and the art can be a little bit hit and miss. I think comic books don't work if it's the other way around. All right. So that's just my view. But as the book as the as I got into the book, um the art started gel. I really enjoyed it. The fight scene at the roof and the helicopters, I was kind of like, uh, a couple of panels here i mean if Frey was here she'd talk about how the, that left leg doesn't work in parallel with his right leg and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff and that and she's absolutely right or she would be right that running pause as much as see his glutes it's not a great pause for any anybody running around um it looks like it's falling for, yeah and then this one this panel makes it up for it because it's great um but then it's just the story from there on in the dialogue's witty you know, the guy at the end said, just handcuff me, take the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I suppose the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kinky. Um, all right. So I suppose I suppose the the reason I like this book so much, despite the artistic snafus for me, is that it is such a homage to one of my favorite characters in Batman. Um and stories like this come few and far between where there's a genuine genuine resonance and things catch you by surprise mm-hmm. and this book did that it's run of the mill he's got to do something he's got to do something with his money he has a talk with some people they think it's a great idea and then lo and behold he gets a smooch off um off barbara and then there you go the alfred pennyworth foundation now, if you're not a, if you're a bat fan and you read this and you do not have a lump in your throat or have a small smile to yourself, then I'm afraid you have no soul. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So there you go. Dick Grayson setting himself up as the Bruce Wayne of Bloodhaven because he's a billionaire now, thanks to Alfred. Um, and he's doing what Alfred wanted him, wanted him to do. Love, and I don't normally say this because I hate like tech and stuff like this. I love the screen with all the text messages in. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a really nice touch. Um, mm -hmm. But no, I absolutely enjoyed this book from cover to cover. Without a shadow of a doubt, one of my favorite DC books this year. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the Robin group chat <laughs> kind of made me laugh a bit. Seeing uh, Jason, Jason here <laughs> next yeah, yeah. before you give it all away. Don't forget, you owe me twenty bucks. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty on par. That's, uh, let's see. Damien says, not that it's a competition, but you win. Mm -hmm. uh, always raising the bar for or higher for the rest of us. Proud of you from Tim and Steph. Just saying, wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Pretty uh, cool. And then. Cast with all the emotes. Yeah. <laughs> can we just let Cass know that those emotes sometimes cost you money if you're doing a text message style? So, you know, just right? be careful. You don't want extra charges on your Wayne tech phone there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have enough money. They can cover any charges. Ooh, but, yeah, I kind of I agree with you. As soon as he announced it as the Alfred Pennyworth Foundation, I went, oh, yeah, I'm just I was, it was really melancholy moment. Like, wow, that's really cool, but Alfred, <laughs> don't you? But don't you think it's? And it could be coming back because it's comic books and nobody stays dead, right? Unless you, unless you Uncle Ben. But don't you think DC have handled Alfred not being around so well? I think that from from the um, from the Damien storyline, you know, uh -huh. with him going to. Uh, Lazarus Island uh -huh. and taking part of the tournament there with him dealing with Alfred's loss uh, to us seeing how Dick Grayson is dealing with the money that Alfred has left him. I think this is something that DC does really well is when a character mm -hmm. dies, they actually show the portrayal of that character mm -hmm. missing yeah, from absolutely. everybody's life as, and we really get that feel that mm -hmm. emptiness feeling, uh, that you know we we know they're not there yeah uh, kind of like in uh in dungeons and dragons you know I, I i love dungeons and dragons i've talked about it so many times uh maybe not on this podcast but Go in general but um when you're in a party right you know you uh -huh. have your dungeon master and then your friends you know let's say you have four friends if I know that's been an extension for I was going to say I, was, I don't four, I don't I don't know four people never mind four <laughs> friends. Are you but kidding me? You're you're with four party members, and then you go through the game, and you're in a tough scenario, and you've been playing this game for months at this time, and you've gotten to know these characters and play these characters really well, and one of you dies. It really feels that you know you like you've lost a friend. It really yeah. feels like you've lost someone, even though they're just a character and you feel we feel that way with alfred you know he's not there and we really feel and mourn his loss and that's something that's really well done and the way dick grayson is handling it uh his his uh thing here uh where is it um mr grayson a lot of those people have problems beyond homelessness uh when dick grayson's talking about like trying yeah. to get everybody inside and be in a home by this time uh, next month or next week, he's like, these people have more problems than just homelessness. Why are you starting with that? And he goes, it's getting cold. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love I love the way Dick is being characterized, being portrayed in these comics, in this comic series. Really it's, well done. Really well done. Um I love the fact that he goes to Superman and Superman simply goes and have you talked to Bruce? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, no, he doesn't do any talking. <laughs> kind of text him instead. <laughs> that was really funny. Wonderful book. Absolutely wonderful. wonderful book. Absolutely has the beats down perfect, I think. Um, would I like to see better backgrounds? Yeah. Would I see better artwork? Yeah, you know what? Probably. But when you think back to how Dick Grayson has kind of gone through the mill, he had his booking in uh, New 52. They got turned into a spy. Then he came back as, you know, he's, oh, you know what? He's, he's been through the quality of his book has been up and down like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm glad that we're getting back to Dick Grayson being Dick Grayson. Right. Yeah. With no sort of memory loss, no sort of, you know, trying to be somebody he isn't. You know, and I think. If this doesn't show you that Dick Grayson should be the next Batman, or at least the next Bruce Wayne, then the Bruce Wayne of Bloodhaven. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, I'm enjoying that. Cool, excellent. So there you go, three up, three down. A short show um, due to the lack of uh, people studying and Shazam's out of there. Mm-hmm. So. Um, don't forget to check out HBO for the Titan show. See if I'm going to try and catch up to speed with that for the next pod. See if we can have a conversation about that. But got HBO. <laughs> I don't know. They say yeah. season. They say season three is uh, recovering it with characters. Yeah. And but well, you got to watch it. The hood's in it. That, see, that's what I'm. That's that's the problem. That's the problem. Is that the, their portrayal of Jason Todd? And so uh, there's a once again TikTok guy. His name's Panda Red. Uh, does he change his shoes? If he doesn't change his shoes, I'm not interested. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> Panda Red discusses Titans and uh, for how season one, their portrayal of – because he's also a really big Jason Todd fan. And that's part of the reason why I love his content. But he There's does so much more. Blimey, two Jason Todd fans. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> There's more than just me. <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> He he discusses how Jason's attitude in season one they they essentially just they didn't do him justice mm-hmm. uh, on portraying how how Jason is. They just went, oh, Jason's dark and broody. Let's just do that. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know if I trust Titans enough. Now he's like he said he said season three season three seems to be redeeming it a bit, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to continue it. I'm going to say this. In season two, there were a couple of good Jason Todd episodes. All right. So I'll take you word for it. I I enjoyed it for what it was. Season one's got too many filler episodes. Uh, Season two uh, maybe has one episode that's filler that you can do without. Um, But, you know, I'm going to give season three a go and see how things go from there. All right. Well, let me know. I'll, I'll trust your opinion on it. Really? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Don't forget to check out the UCPN for all your favorite shows, including Matthew. The Jank Think Tank word, Josh. 
the guy who's missing, uh, and I discuss Magic the Gathering, and we do deck text combos and gameplay and all sorts of stuff. Cool. Excellent. If you understood what you were saying there, then that's the show for you for Depo. Yeah, come on yeah. by. Hang out. Yeah. Um, don't forget also check out the Old Timers Comic Book Show where the hosts aren't all, but the comics most certainly are. And, of course, our sister show, No Price Podcast, which talks about everything migraine-related. Yeah. If you want to go a migraine and you need to take two tablets, read a DC book. Just saying. <laughs> Don't take water. <laughs> Matthew, thank you very much. Really thank enjoyed you. it. Excellent. Next time around, we'll be back with our usual team with more books to go through. Uh, don't forget to drop us some comments and some likes down below. And if you want us to talk about any of your favorite characters, if you're sick of me bashing Red Hood or even Matthew saying how great Red Hood is and you want us to talk about someone else, by all means, just drop us a line. You've got our Twitters on the screen. Who knows? We could be talking about your favorite character next time. Very well, possible. Right. Very possible. All right, Matthew, thanks a lot, man. Thank you for inviting me as always. As always. There's no invite, mate. You're a regular on this now. You uh, are stuck with us as, as long as we are stuck with you. It is a, <laughs> it, it is a synergy. A synergy. All right, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Me synergizing with Johnny? Oh, God. <laughs> I think I need to take a break. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Adios.